0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Jimmy, I want to thank you for making time for this. I, I was... Absolutely fascinated by your story. When David and I were interviewing you uh, on the office hours uh, segment, and I, I I needed a longer conversation, I just did.
0: <laughs> My pleasure. It's in fact I've been looking forward to it since the time I've met you. It's uh, it's interesting uh, the way the way things are moving and panning out. It's unbelievable, and to me it feels surreal because. So many people have come into my life so soon, and they are such amazing human beings. Their their achievements and their backgrounds are are amazing, not just because of the number of zeros in their bank balance that never fascinated me, but the kind of amount of lives they are impacting via their work and some of the work that they're doing. Uh, The other day, I was speaking to this guy in Singapore, Ken Zo. Ken Ho, okay. Ken Ho, young rock star. Twenty years, he's dedicated his life. Uh, he's done double PhDs. Every university in the world, he's collaborating with in uh, in uh, uh, ro- ro- robotics and rehabilitation robotics. Wow. So he's like the ultimate brain in the world in rehabilitation robotics using AI. Uh, I think it is incredible specialization, and not just not just his his. Company and the $900 million that he's raised in Singapore and working with the government. But the presentations he showed me spoke volumes because I'm a person who follows design. And that's that's my DNA. I yeah. saw the presentations and I said, Ken, who's, who's been doing the presentations and the design? He says, honestly, it's all my designs. And I mean, I, my respect for him grew double because just not the, the mechanics and the robots that they're designing, but the presentation and the graphics and his offices, everything spoke volumes about that man. And then I researched him being on the cover of Forbes. I think he was incredible. And uh, there are such amazing people across. I met this other guy in Barcelona. He was the finest sommelier in the world, uh, somewhere in 90s, 2000. He runs this studio in, in Barcelona and now Tokyo. He is designing sake. So a sommelier, because of his smell, has worked mm-hmm. with every Michelin star chef you can think of, including the finest chefs in the world. And, and that's one part of his business. Now he's designing sake, and he's actually uh, you know, like Scotch and Malt, he's blending sake. Now, sake has never been blended. No, so, I love sake. I lived in Japan for five and a half years. I you should I will connect you to this guy. You should interview him and do a podcast. He's incredible.
1: I would love to talk with him. He's a very good friend of mine, a fellow by the name of Stuart Emery. Stuart right. uh, has written, um, I think, eight books. Uh, he's the father of, uh, the godfather of the human potential movement here in the U.S. He and okay. I have just started a project called Be a Good One.
0: Human potential, good, right?
1: Yeah, the human potential movement. Yes, yeah, Stuart Emery, E-M-E-R-Y. Uh, his book is called Actualizations, his, his main book, Actualizations um uh, but he, he's you know he's collaborated with jim collins on a couple of things and yeah you know, wow. but yeah and and he was best man at my wedding i've known stuart for years um Absolutely. he's he's basically retired now except he can't stop doing things
0: <laughs> but that's that's the that's the beauty i mean you are yeah. going to impact human lives till the last day of your life that's what exactly what better it. life can you live I mean, yep. that's the kind of life I am I am always seeking, and those are the kind of people who are fascinating me. Um, yep. Well, you're gonna end up you in this our project. Guy. You're gonna end up in our book, our new book. Uh, super. I'm, I'm gonna connect you this guy in Barcelona, uh, and, and I will introduce both of you. I'll introduce both of you. He's incredible. Then he showed me the lighting design show they did at Sangrada Familia, the external of lighting design, and he warned me that he says, When you see it, you're going to have a hair-raising moment. Believe you me, I I did have a hair-raising moment looking at the light show they designed. He's designed the Picasso Museum uh, and the Sensory Experience. Now he's designing the Anthony Gaudi Museum Sensory Experience. Oh, Barcelona, the Gaudi. One man doing so much of work across the world, from Canada to Tokyo to Barcelona. Uh, And he's... uh, you, you, you must tell him to take care, take you through a studio and the works they do. I, I, so these are the kind of people who fascinate me. He is mm-hmm. going to speak. He's the chairman for our wine, spirits, and cigars committee. He's going to speak. He's going to speak at the at the, at the at the launch of the wine, spirits, and cigars committee. But I'm going to join kind. that committee. <laughs> uh, it's it's a uh, super. You know, yeah. another thing we we we've, we've introduced in the last since the time we met uh, with uh, with uh, uh, yeah. David what we've introduced now, I was trying to map the social impact, uh, two social impacts per committee. And since the beginning, I've been trying to map that and come to 54 social impacts. I said, we we should, since we are so high on social impact, we should take social impact as a separate vertical, just as we are taking forums. We are taking, because we've mapped 54 social impacts, anybody in the DLC ecosystem or community who aligns himself with that cause should voluntarily join the cause. And then yes. the cause has to be championed with a chair and a core team, but everybody can join any cause that you align yourself with. So imagine one institution, 54 social impact causes across 15 countries in the world in one year. It's, it's gonna be boom. You, you are gonna have impact happening in every city and impact of people's choice, not just impact of what you sit creating in your ivory towers, impact on ground. And we should have the humility to announce how we are implementing the impact and how do we make ourselves accountable with the scoreboard. We may be pathetic. We may be be one on 10, no problem. We should have the humility and the gumption to actually get on a stage and say, our score on social impact number one is one. On social impact number two is nine. On social impact number three is five. Whatever score and how many lives have we touched and what have we actually achieved, that kind of honesty, when you do, people will will pour in with time, money, energy, effort, everything, and decentralize the power. Let every society decide because what social impact is required in New York is very different from what I require in Mumbai. So let people do what they are fascinated with.
1: All right. You know, <laughs> I'm going to continue the recording on this, and I typically have a formal start to this Stop. podcast, but no, nope. but no, no, I'm going to, we're, we're, we've already started, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to edit any of this front end out, it is so good. And this is what I was hoping for. Yeah, I, I want to have a, just a conversation. You are such a fascinating entrepreneur. And and folks, yeah, and I'll put an introduction into the front end of this. Jimmy Mystery is who I'm speaking with right now. He's the founder of DLC, the Della Leaders Club. But yeah, and then yeah, this is so if you're listening to this right now, you, you're probably going, okay, where's the introduction? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to feed that in. <laughs> but you've got a definition or you, the way that you think of entrepreneur uh, an entrepreneur is somebody that changes the way a system acts and thinks. That is probably the most profound definition of an entrepreneur I have ever seen. It truly is. It has nothing to do with making money. It has everything to do with impact. Everything to do with impact. And I am just fascinated, Jimmy. Yeah. how did, I mean, And you've, you you founded some of the largest companies in India. You, know, you are incredibly successful. I mean, you've got all the zeros behind your, <laughs> your name and all that stuff. Not so many. No, but I'm I'm curious. Where did this come from for you? I mean, the, this this you know, entrepreneurship in the way that you define it. Where did this actually? Yeah, you know, how did you get started with this notion? Because I love it. I absolutely love it, and I wanna I wanna I wanna disseminate it as broadly as I can.
0: When, uh, I so I'm a first generation entrepreneur. I come from a very middle class uh, Parsi family in India. My father has been, uh, uh, was always doing a job. He did a single job for 33 years in pharmaceutical company doing sales. And thanks to his job being transferred from one place to the other, uh, my schooling was always getting disrupted. And by the time I was settling in a school, my dad would be transferred. So we'd be moving houses. I did about six schools. And thanks to those schools, I did a a lot of languages across from one state to the other. The local dialects, apart from English, which is our main medium of education, you always have a second language, and the languages mm-hmm. kept changing. That gave me gave me a perspective which was very different. Uh, thanks to my dad, rather than having one monotonous, myopic vision of living in one society and comfort zone, so I was always in an uncomfortable zone. New school, new friends, new language, uh, new people to deal with. So you know, it was it it was a breeding ground for me to understand. But very early on in life. I was attracted to one man and whose teachings have kind of really touched my life through a period of time. Uh, Let me share a story with you. One of the most fascinating human beings in the world. His name was Jamshidji Nasarwanji Tata. The privilege of this man, this man died somewhere in 1903. The privilege of this man was so great that somewhere in 1900 or 1901, I'm forgetting the exact year. He was invited to the white house the then president of united states held a dinner in his honor and governors from several states had lined up to seek his investment can you imagine an indian in 1901 was invited by the us president one two somewhere around that time period i can i can get you the exact dates but that man has done so much good as one human being across the country and the world was unbelievable. and he was ahead of his times. He was wanting to set up a mini Venice in India in Mumbai. Uh, and, and imagine he set up the most he went to England, learned textiles, but set up the plants in India which were more modern than United Kingdom. So yeah. he disrupted industries during his time. He came seeking for steel because he believed the country as the steel will have the gold. That was that was a steel era. He actually, after he died six less six years later, they set up a steel plant in his name and an entire city. So if you read, read this man's life, it's incredible. I mean, he was he was he was an incarnation in some form. So my life has been touched by him. I firmly believe, and everything it did. He never cared to make those zeros. He made lots and lots of them. But every business he touched. So he was the founder of Taj Mahal Hotel. Mm-hmm. Now. The way Taj Mahal Hotel was set up in those days is as if MGM were to or Wynn were to set up a hotel in Vegas. He personally went across the world buying stuff for the hotel. And this was this was known about the, 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 the beginning of the 19th century. So there was the man was ahead of his times by leaps and bounds. But from fabric, textile manufacturing to steel to hospitality, he mm-hmm. could move between businesses and invent things across in the industry. Yeah. Uh, he, he was incredible. So there's a saying from, from his lineage, uh, and, and that's how they've defined success. So no success or achievement in material terms is worthwhile unless it serves the needs of the country and its people and is achieved by fair and honest means.
1: I. Yeah. So,
0: that, well, that, that encompasses success and the true definition of success. Yes. Abs- yeah, I have, uh, as, you, as you
1: may know, I'm the founder of the uh, uh, Institute for Compassionate Capitalism. And uh, David uh, Meltzer and I wrote the book Compassionate Capitalism. Um, and for me, the purpose of business is to uplift the experience of being alive on this planet. That's the purpose of business. Money will come as a secondary benefit if I'm doing that well. Your entire career is organized around uplifting the experience of being alive on the planet. I mean, in the little time that I've gotten to know you, that is the one thing that just shines through everything that you and your group is is about. Um, Yeah, The Della Club, I I want to, and there's so many places I can go with this, (laughs) but I want to focus here on the Della Club for just a moment, the Della Leaders Club. Um, it is the first business platform, and when I first heard you mention that, I'm going, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, what about LinkedIn? And I'm, yeah, and, and then you started explaining why you know, it is actually the first business platform, and it has to do with the way you define business, in part, and also the way you define an entrepreneur, in part. You want to talk a little bit about this, because I want people to, to absolutely flock to the Della's Leaders Club, to see what's up with this and to actually begin to be participating with what it's about. So I'm going to give the floor to you here. The Della's Leader
0: Club. When Della Leaders Club is, it's a global community of entrepreneurs, professionals and young leaders. And the reason we say it's the world's first platform, because if you ask yourself, there are platforms for vegetables, there are platforms for flower selling, there are platforms for strategy, there are platforms for human resource, happiness, leadership. There is a platform for stocks, trade, anything in the world, there is a platform. But when it comes to entrepreneurs and professionals, there isn't a single common platform connecting entrepreneurs and professionals together. Mm-hmm. Not a social media platform, a platform which is verified, a platform which is curated, a platform which has knowledge, a platform which has knowledge, not just, not just on business, because entrepreneurs don't only need business knowledge, they need lifestyle knowledge as well. Because you can never have a life of significance if you're only running behind work you need mental health, you need family, you need fitness, you need you need recreation, you need automobiles, you need real estate, you need media, you need entertainment, you need so many things in life. And as an entrepreneur, one thing that's common between all of us, we don't have time. If there is a platform that's providing everything we need on it, we can call it truly an entrepreneur's platform. Uh-huh. So that is what DLC is all about. Della Leaders Club is a common platform which is online, which is offline, has business knowledge on any domain across within industries. It has lifestyle knowledge on anything that, a, that an entrepreneur needs to touch or use or experience. And, and along with this, the most important part, which I have laid as a precondition for anybody to join DLC, there are two conditions. You should love the smell of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Second, you should have a desire to help other humans. If you do not have this desire and you don't demonstrate it via your work or your life, I don't think there is any place for you in this institution. So it's very yeah. two simple rules <laughs> love the smell of entrepreneurship, a desire to help other humans, not just verbally, you need to demonstrate in some form or the other.
1: Yeah. I love that, yeah, and yeah, and I want to thank you for the invitation to join. Uh, you know, after our first yes. conversation, I have it's just been it's thrilled. It's our pleasure and
0: it's our honor to have you with us.
1: Well, I, it's my honor and pleasure to be associated with such a such an esteemed group. Uh, I mean, truly, it's. it's uh, I'm looking forward to the difference I can make, and uh, also to you know, gleaning the resources that uh, are available. It's 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 just a fascinating platform. It really is, and. Folks, it's uh, Della uh, Leaders is Dot com. Dot com. Della it's Leaders. Dot com. Com. Della Leaders. Della leaders.com. Got it. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to BlaineBartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services. Up on the top menu, I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have a, a structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast-changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this Mastermind program. So again, go to BlaineBartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the Leadership Mastermind Program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. You know, one of the other things, and, this, and you mentioned Tata, Mr. Tata on this, uh, l- transforming a life of success into a life of significance. I mean, just that, I mean, and, and it, it's articulated in a, in a way that actually you know, allows it to become kind of a meme, yeah, if you will, uh, moving a life of success into a life of significance. And I, uh, a lot of the clients I work with, I'll talk to them about, you know, is your wallet fuller than your life? And And a lot of the clients I work with, that is actually true. Their wallet is fuller than their life. Where did, I mean, and we've touched on this a little bit, but Jimmy, I, I'd be really interested here. You know, Moving up for, away from a life of success to a life of significance, oftentimes I've encountered people saying, well, what do I have to give up to do that? Yeah, or, and that some, sometimes that's a, an unspoken fear or an unspoken concern, but it's still present. Can you, can you address that just a little bit? Because I personally don't think I have
0: to give up anything. It's more of an addition. You, you have to give up ego. You have, to, you have to give up being selfish because if you are selfish and self-centered, you only think of, I me, mean, myself, my family. But the minute you start thinking of others, uh, there is nothing else you need to give. I mean, that's, that's all you need to give is stop being selfish. Uh, you have a reason to be on this planet Earth and, and, and whatever little you can do to impact lives in a positive manner or impact the planet in a positive manner. That's all that you can do. And the more you do, the more you get drawn into it. It's it's such a natural process. The minute you do, the gratification is so high. It's much greater than a new car or a new watch or, or a new stock that's skyrocketed. The, the minute you start helping humans, it's contagious because you you it's it's so contagious that people actually give up everything to help others. And and that's the madness which drives me uh and, and fascinates me because I feel time is running out. Uh, We don't have have a whole life ahead of us. Uh, I don't know what percentage of our life is already done, but I want to look at the balance percent within this time period. How do I impact the maximum number of people on this this planet? And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it like a saint. I'm saying it as a person who really wants to implement, get into execution, get, get my management methodology that is kind of have some proven track record in execution into this world and motivate as many people to do it. Also in doing so, improve your intellect, improve your knowledge, and have a, have a support system. So if you feel you need the support, uh, you have a whole global community of DLC to back you up.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you, you mentioned your, your management discipline, your management uh, model that you actually work with. And, and it, it, it is, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you've kind of developed your own secret sauce, so to speak. Uh, For the listeners, some of whom are fairly young uh, to this podcast uh, that are just starting out as entrepreneurs, can you talk, and you just touched on it a little bit here, some of the major components of it, how did you develop that model for yourself and specifically what do you think uh, burgeoning entrepreneurs need to be paying attention to if they are going to be... You know, successful ultimately they're going you know, ideally they're going to fail a lot and I mean that sincerely ideally they're going to fail a lot because in that <laughs> they're going to be learning but what's the management cycle and what's the process that you use to keep yourself moving as you do this because you started a lot of different things
0: So the most important thing is many people in this world have a good idea um, and they, they they what they lack is the, the conviction to execute the idea. You really need persistence and conviction and a strategy for execution. So very early in life, I I read this book that that really changed my ways of thinking, The Art of Execution, Larry Bossidy and Ram Charan. I think that that book is a game changer. Even today, it's as true as it was when it was published 15 years back. Uh, the, The art of execution is so critical. The best strategies in the world fail because the conviction for execution is not there. And persistence, I think that there, is, there is no secret mantra for success, but being persistent at it, uh, staying away from naysayers are uh, not caring to much about what anybody else says and speaks because you have the conviction and the honesty, but having the ability and the gumption to put things into execution. So today DLC is being executed in 15 cities in the world every six months. It's madness. You cannot go to 15 cities in the world, set up offices, register companies, manage compliances, hire employees, and set up studios, uh, no which you could can. have well done. It's madness, <laughs> but uh, we are actually yeah. doing it, and 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 uh, it's going to be a uphill task in a difficult road. But we are doing it, and the only thing is you need consistency. So when I when I pivoted to hospitality business, uh, I needed consistency. When I pivoted to my adventure business, I needed to stay put at it. No matter how much people said it's not going to work out, you cannot create a five-star hotel brand. Uh, you rather give away your property on a contract and let a professional company manage. I, you listen to people, but you exactly do what your gut says. But you need to be consistent at it. You cannot do it for two days and give up. You yeah. have to go through the grind. There is no easier way out. You know, um, I'll often
1: talk in some of my keynote addresses uh, about the different kinds of goals that people will set for themselves. And I'm going to give some, you know, some credit here to a very good, dear, dear, dear friend of mine, Bob Proctor. Yeah, he uh, first you know, kind of uh, positioned the, the seed of this idea. But most organizations I find, and most entrepreneurs or most budding entrepreneurs, you know, when they start setting goals, and you know, Bob called them A-type goals or B-type goals, and I'm still kind of stuck with that. An A-type goal is something that I know how to do. Yeah, and, and there's no growth in it. And, and most people think that the, the, uh, the, the purpose of a goal is to get something. I'm going to set a goal out there in the future because I want to get that, whatever that might be. You are fundamentally different because you don't approach goal setting in that way. The purpose of a goal is to grow. And if the goal I'm setting for myself isn't stretching me significantly, why would I even bother with it? And it's that kind of a goal that people scoff at. It's, 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 that's where the naysayers come in. They're going, what are you thinking? You know, Steve Jobs is a great example of that. Elon Musk, uh, you know, Jimmy mystery uh, are great examples of this. And I call those types of goals, growls, G R O W A L S growls, and these are goals that require me to grow. And if I'm not growing, why would I even invest my energy in it? And yeah, in your organization, your organization thrives on walls. And opening 15 cities in six months on an ongoing basis—that's a growl. People are going, "How?" Do... So my question here, and this is where I go to with this, is how do you keep your staff? engaged in that so that they don't burn out or that they don't give up?
0: They do burn out. They don't give up, but uh, you lead from the front. If they see you slogging as much as they are slogging and more, uh, you need to be the first in, last out kind of a concept. If they see you take your job very seriously, they see you lead from the front. They see you do things yourself. And then you have the gumption and, and the guts to tell them to do it as well, because you are slogging it out. If they see you chill out and enjoy and holiday and vacation whilst you give them lectures, how seriously hard they should work. I'm not I'm not saying people shouldn't vacation, but it's very important to demonstrate what you preach. And and these are silent communications. You you, you what you speak and what you actually do has to go hand in glove. And if that happens, people start respecting you. They may not agree with you. They may dislike you, but secretly they know you're striving. For example, every time I pick up a fight or an argument with somebody in my hospitality division, it's only to better the brand. It's because a guest is upset or something is not right or something is very obvious to me, which could have been known to a guest, but they are not bothering about it. But so at the end of the day, they realize that this man is all the time only wanting to take the brand higher. And hence... In a very in a very secretive silent manner they start respecting you some show it some don't demonstrate it but in their heart of heart they know you're fighting for the right reasons now when you when you're when you're arguing and pushing people so that they progress some might burn out and walk away and they, they might think you're mad a lot of people have walked out of elon musk's life and think he's mad i think he's god i think the way he's disrupting and touching humanity only, only he can do it because he has, has that drive in him to do things. Because that, I, I, can, I can relate to something like that and I respect the man for what he does. Yeah. He, he leads from the front. He doesn't sit in an ivory tower and ask others to innovate. He shows them how to innovate. Now that's, that's the difference. Uh, and uh, this, is what, this is what I've learned and I think I continue to do it. I hope I become a better leader by learning things across from people like you all the time. Uh, I'm not not saying I'm perfect in any which way. I have a thousand faults. I need to improvise on so many things in my life. But one thing is I'm very sincere towards my businesses. I don't mess around with them. I respect them. And I want my brands to be the leading brands in whichever business we are. We want to be a cutting edge brand whose name people take with respect. So none of our brands, our balance sheet may not be the highest, but our brand respect and brand trust is definitely very high. That's, that's what you do, you know, um, the, the whole
1: notion of uh, I'm in business so that I can increase the experience of being alive on the planet. The other way of saying that is how do people feel about themselves when they're in the presence of my service or my product? If they feel uplifted, yeah, I mean, that, and that's exactly what you're speaking about. Yeah, it will show up on the ledger. It'll show up on the balance sheet in some form, usually on the positive. But if, if the brand quality, if the experience is paid attention to in the way that you're talking about it. And what I'm, I'm fascinated with is, you know, the way that I define leadership, and I do a lot of work in leadership, is co-creating coordinated movement. And that's that that co-creation piece, I, I've got to get there first, and then I bring people with me so that they are in this with me. Right. And I think that's one of the ways that you've addressed the, the question of burnout, uh, or you know, any of that stuff. Yeah, you, you lead by example, you become the exemplar of what you're after. And I, I, I guess where I'm going with this you know, this little monologue is um, just the, you know, the idea of an organization, when they grow, they start to settle in. You know, the status quo has inertia to it. It's, and going back to being an entrepreneur, disrupt the system. And that's not the external system always, it's also, oftentimes the internal system. Disrupt the internal system so that we can get to that next level. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm absolutely struck and applaud how you are continuously and consistently doing that. And, and you know, if I, if I sound like I'm a big champion here, folks, I, you, you got to understand, I really am. Yeah, this is one of the most successful entrepreneurs from the heart that I've ever run into. And I love what you're doing, what you're up to. Um I'm going to be bringing this to a close just because I've only got a half an hour here. Um, where can, number one, people find out more about what you're up to, which is probably going to be pointing us towards the the Della Leaders Club. But also, is there any last thing
0: that you want to kind of leave the listeners with? We're super excited to be in the United States. We are beginning with New York. We've got amazing, amazing people in New York, men and women of eminence like yourself. We have more than 135 of most amazing people put together in New York as our honorary committee members. We are launching New York online, hopefully August and September 1st week. But we are physically launching New York in October, depending on Delta variant, what happens. I'm going to be there and meet with all of you. But we are also launching our next five cities and we are starting to acquire honorary committee members in Boston, Houston, Chicago, DC, and LA. So five more cities coming up in America and I'm super excited. That's a place I, I feel I feel I connect to people. So out of the 15 cities in the world, I've been speaking to everybody, but I don't think I connect anything more than I connect to people in New York. Just the sheer diversity is amazing and the open-minded, straightforward approach is also amazing. So that's, that's, that's one place I'm super excited to be in. Uh, US is going be is going to be a major market for us, not just these six cities. Next year we've lined up another five cities. And, I, and hope, me, I hope Seattle's one of them. <laughs> it is. It is happening. It is happening in phase four. Uh, that's that's two and a half years. But but uh, I'm super excited with the United States, and uh, it's it's from there with the amount of social impact we'll be able to do right right on ground zero and across the world. It's going to be amazing. Some of the organizations I idealize are all based there. Ideo design changed my life. Uh, in two thousand six, I did a did a session with IDO, and I'm super excited. Uh, we, we've got we've got amazing institutions all out from there, and I'm I'm waiting to see how much magic DLC can create in United States and with the American public by and large.
1: Yeah, I I, I love that IDO has been a client of mine, an ongoing client of mine for about fourteen years now, and I, I they are. One of the most innovative, dynamic groups I've ever had the pleasure to work with. They're just yeah, ex- they're yeah amazing, I'm, I'm, and that's new news to me. I didn't know that you were uh, you know partnering with them, so that's exciting. I,
0: I I it's one of my tick boxes to meet with meet with both the brothers and Brown. Uh, it's yeah. it's 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 something that I really really want to do someday. And uh, we've got some people who joined us from IDO as honorary committee members. And it's amazing. I wish to bring in a lot more people because that's one organization has caused so much of positive social impact across the world with their design thinking methodologies. And they've always left their processes out to the world to benefit and improvise upon. So it's, it's super.
1: Yeah. Excellent.
0: Folks. We've been
1: talking to Jimmy Mystery, the founder of the Della Leaders Club. Check them out. Absolutely. Dellaleaders.com. And, um, didn't do a deep dive on that website. It is fascinating what you'll find there. It truly is. And Jimmy, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time. I know in Mumbai, it's, it's late or early in the morning, actually. Or <laughs> I forget where, where we're at, but I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I have been so looking forward to this. My pleasure.
0: Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to meeting with you in person.
1: Same here. And uh, October in New York, I'm going to be actually in Boston at the end of July, or I'm uh, sorry, not July, uh, the end of September. So that's going to be an easy, uh, easy uh, yes, I think.
0: I'm going to keep you informed well in advance, but I'll see you when we do the New York online launch to have you as a part and parcel of our online launch so we get to meet the whole American community that we have there together. As the Beautiful. NCAA. i look Cheers. forward to it. Pleasure meeting you, buddy. Take care, my friend. Up. Bye. Bye-bye.